This episode was co-produced with Startup Days, the leading startup conference in Switzerland. Swisspreneur's goal is to advance entrepreneurship in Switzerland, so we've partnered up with Startup Days to produce five episodes with key Swiss ecosystem players. If you'd like to see them up close and personal, get your ticket for Startup Days 2022 taking place on May 19th in Bern. Visit startupdays.ch. Together, we make Switzerland more startup. When, when people hear, hear about innovation and learn new things and new technology, they always start to raise questions. Who's behind it? How does it work? Can I rely on this? It's been the same questions back in the 19th with the internet, and now it's with blockchains and digital assets. Welcome to the Swisspreneur Show, a podcast about startup stories and learnings from experienced entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Sylvan. Peter, a very warm welcome to the Swisspreneur Show. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you for having me. You are the CEO at Daura, the digital equity platform for financing and investing. Before we talk about your platform, I actually want to start with your personal background. You did a bank apprenticeship, then studied business administration and also continued to work for several banks and IT companies. So nowadays, these banks and IT companies, they all want to, you know, collaborate with startups. How was that back then in the mid 90s? Uh, well, back back when in the 90s, uh, you know, there was this strange new thing called Internet. And, and many people and companies already had the feeling that there is something huge on the horizon, but they, they didn't really know how to handle it and uh, what to do with this thing called Internet. So, so uh, they, they reached out and looked to, to people who understood and could help them. And for, for many of the established companies, this has been some kind of culture shock because they, they, they are not used to this new way of working. So. Uh, they, they were, um, some of these companies, they saw a threat in this new technology and mm -hmm. ours, they saw the opportunities and, and they needed help to, to gain what they expected from these opportunities. And so, so you know, my, my f one of my first uh, internet startups was a joint venture with an insurance company in the 90s where we did a car insurance calculator and you could online buy a car insurance. Uh, I think this was the first one in Germany, maybe even in Europe. Mm -hmm. And of course, this was far too early and and um, but but it was the first approach and uh, looking to the situation today nothing has changed very much. It's still about innovation and companies are not looking into internet today, but into metaverse, artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and of course, blockchain technology. And that's actually a perfect segue because I wonder when was your first touching point with the blockchain? When did you start to realize that this is, this is really something that is of big interest to you? Uh, it was when I was in, in, in working for the company Inventix in, in Coor in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. uh, I was chief digital officer there. And of course, innovation was the, and exploration was the field I was into. And I approached my board members, I think it was 2013, with the idea of, uh, idea of an asset-backed cryptocurrency issued by, by a trustful Swiss 
uh, entity which will bring more trust and and more reliability into the whole blockchain space so this was when when i was first I call it infected and from then on I had a lot of other ideas and and started projects with a university in in Luzern we we showed it's very efficient to do transfers of Swiss stocks mm -hmm. uh, of shares on on the blockchain so this was one thing I did I worked with a government in Liechtenstein on on the new blockchain act they they bring into place about two years ago so uh, that I was always in in touch with with blocks blockchain space since then and what is so particularly fascinating you about the blockchain if you had to put that in one or two sentences it empowers people again to be responsible for their assets and not be reliable or not need to rely on on, on a third party and intermediary and that is a game changer that is absolutely a game changer because you know today people are are not used anymore to be responsible for for their own assets uh, and i think this is something that will change in in the next 10 years uh, uh, really radically and then you actually followed your blockchain theme that was like the the red line in your cv because then in 2018 you became the ceo at daura First of all, how do you hear about the project and what made you join it? Daura didn't come out of nothing. You right. know, I mentioned the, the project I initiated with the university in, in Lucerne, where we showed transferring shares on blockchain is, is mm -hmm. quite efficient. And Swisscom was also involved in, in this project. So this was one of, of the starting points of Daura. And, and two years later, Swisscom decided to, to found this company, Daura. I didn't know then about this because I, I was at another company, not, not with Swisscom. Uh, but I then realized it. And a few days after they announced that they founded this company, uh, I saw on Twitter, they were looking on Twitter for a CEO of this company. And uh, because I knew Luca Müller and the people at Swisscom who were behind this project. So I reached out to them and uh, told them, this is what I'm looking for. And now I'm here. <laughs> and what fascinated you so much about Dara that you said, hey, this is actually the next position. That's going to be my focus that I want to work on. I have to step back what I said before that I introduced the idea of a cryptocurrency that was asset backed in 2013. And uh, this is some kind of uh, not that much revolutionary, but still uh, it's it's token, it's blockchain token, but not out of the air because mm -hmm. it's it's. Uh, shares of Swiss companies behind these tokens. And so this is one of the first use cases that I was convinced will be able to to get into the mind of people, uh, get, find its way into the existing banking system because people can imagine, okay, it's a share and now it's a completely new way to handle shares. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it still is a share. And this is something people understand, uh, not like cryptocurrencies, which many people and uh, sometimes me myself uh, do, do not understand what is concrete behind this kind of, of new asset and with, with digital shares, it's completely a different thing. Absolutely. 
And you also mentioned Swisscom as a founding partner, basically. They are also way more shareholders there today, like BDO, the Bernice Cantonal Bank, Krikel Wenger, Luca Müller, Signum Bank, and also the Swiss Stock Exchange. That's a huge conglomerate of very powerful people and players. How does that help you or how does it also shape your work at Daura? It, it helps very much because these are the people and companies that bring trust into the whole new thing. So uh, I think when, when people hear, hear about innovation and learn new things and new technology, they always start to uh, raise questions. Who's behind it? How does it work? Can I rely on this? Uh, it's been the same questions back in the 19th with the internet and now it's with blockchains and digital assets and it helps very much having these players uh, behind Daura uh, that bring trust into the, the whole new thing. So I, I think when, when these players started to get involved many people and uh, also banks started realizing okay here here is something happening something is changing maybe we do not understand everything today but we need to find out what is behind this if it was not about swisscom berner cantonal bank bdo uh, signum bank maybe people wouldn't have taken this very honest yeah yeah these are big brands that people already knew and therefore that builds a lot of trust Let's also talk about you know, what you actually do with Daura, because you have services that you offer for both companies, of course, but also for investors. Let's start with the companies yeah. first. The core there is to digitize your share register. So first of all, how do you make that happen and why should a company you know, care about having their shares digitized? Yeah, that's a very good question. So uh, I... When, when I start explaining what Daura is, I always say Daura is a printing machine for digital shares uh, because we, we help companies to print their shares uh, in a digital way. Uh, so uh, that, that sounds quite not, not a big thing to, to print shares, but doing it digitally makes it much, much more easier, much more reliable for companies. And of course, the whole corporate governance on a digital platform is, is much better, more transparent also for the shareholders, but also for the company. We, we see situations where, where startups or also established companies uh, have problems keeping their share register up to date. And looking in, into some studies, it's up to up to 60% of the companies uh, who are not sure if their share register is, is still uh, correct and they don't know their shareholders in some cases and it's quite quite uh, complicated to keep everything up to date uh, if you want to make it, it uh, the right way. So this is just one, one use case. It's a very sure. simple use case. It's funny because when I think back, when I did my first startup, that was in 2015, our lawyers, they wanted us to print the shares on that very expensive paper yep. to, you know, to have it official, to not being able to forge it. I was like, that's mind blowing. I mean, where do we live, right? I mean, this should be done in a digital way. And so that's the perfect solution to that issue. Yeah, you know, look, look, look at printing machines. It's, it's quite similar. So uh, 500 years ago, it was very complicated to, to print books. They were written by monks. And then uh, someone invented a printing machine. And 
people were were able to print books and and leaflets and and things like that. And in in the next step, several hundred years later, you have a printer on your desktop and can print. Uh, books on your desktop and right. and this makes information much more available for many people and that's the same way now printing printing assets printing shares we provide we provide the printer for this that you can use from from your desk so we understand why it makes sense from a company perspective right so it saves a lot of work it makes it way easier it's more accurate but there are also additional benefits i yeah. could imagine because once you have your shares digitized you can actually do a lot more than just having a digital share register. Yes, well, you can manage yeah, the whole life cycle of your company on, on this digital way. So for starting from founding the company, uh, where you have your share register up to date from day one. When mm-hmm. uh, you start with financing rounds, where, where you, of course, need to print shares uh, and, and get money yeah. with private placements, with friends, family, maybe first venture uh, or business angel investors. Then someday, where, where's the next round where you go much more public and, and uh, want to sell you your shares to to many people you you need uh, some way to do this in a very efficient way and uh, of course daura is a very efficient way to do this when you'll have shareholder assemblies uh, which also are much easier done when the shares are printed as as tokens on a blockchain platform Mm -hmm. and you can give access to your shareholders to vote on on the assembly to invite to the assembly or everything legally compliant on a platform uh, that's much more efficiency gain than how it is done today and last thing in the life cycle if you found a company or invest in a company you always have in mind that someday you want to sell your shares and Mm -hmm. you need a secondary market where you can do this and this is one of the achievements we reached last year with Berner Kantonalbank, where we got this interface to a secondary market. And first of our clients now are able to, to have their shares traded on, on, on the secondary market with Berner Kantonalbank. And that certainly is a big game changer because you basically bring liquidity to a market that was not liquid before. Yeah. And that's, that's crazy. I mean, that's a huge benefit. Yeah. So please also talk about the investor part there, the secondary markets, but also the placings that you offer, because I think those are really interesting concepts, not only from a company, but also from an investor's perspective. Yes, of course. So uh, we we give access to to investments and to buy these kind of shares. And uh, normally uh, you and me, we, we, we don't have access to this kind of companies and uh, don't know how to invest in in these companies in a classical way on on Dora, it is a platform you you can register for free uh, look for interesting swiss companies and decide to invest in these companies however uh, everything comes with a drawback so uh, of course these are risky investment you always need to know what you are doing, you have to do your own due diligence. So uh, you you are more and more responsible for what you are doing with your money. But uh, on the other side, you get access to, to companies you wouldn't have in, in the classical way. 
So from the outside perspective, you know, one could also think, so is, is Dora sort of acting as a stock exchange? No, definitely not, because we, we are more focused on the so-called primary market. Mm -hmm. uh, stock exchange is a secondary market where shares that already have been printed can be traded. But this is not what Dora is doing. Dora is focusing on the primary market. So companies print their shares and distribute them to, to investors, to shareholders. Mm -hmm. And uh, these shareholders then can decide to sell their shares on a secondary market or find an, another person and transfer their shares using, again, our platform uh, to, to transfer shares to, to another person. Great. And, you know, a very important puzzle piece in that transaction is, of course, the price. Mm -hmm. So how do you actually come up with the right price for these shares? Because that's, that can be quite a challenge, I could imagine. That's, that's of course, a challenge, but uh, that's not a service that Dower is providing. So mm -hmm. if you want to buy shares of a company, you can do this, but we, we ask the company to, to provide information to the shareholder so that he can uh, run his own due diligence and decide is this uh, a good price or isn't it a good price. So in, on a primary market, always the company decides about the price. And if they if a price is too high, they won't sell their shares. If it's too right. low, maybe they are outselled within hours. So it's it's uh, at the end of the day, it's always a decision of a company on the primary market. And if you are a shareholder and want to sell it to another person, you, you have to negotiate with the other person. Mm -hmm. Of course, a, a secondary market like Berner Cantonal Bank makes the whole process more transparent yeah. and provides more information about how our people see the worth of this share. And I think it's also important to understand that even if you do that privately, right, if you do a capital increase with your company without using your services, it's still the company that actually sets the price there too. So yeah. this is actually no difference. Yeah, that's that's exactly uh, the, the way it works today. And Dora doesn't change this. It just makes it more transparent and more mm -hmm. accessible. And uh, again, bringing transparency and uh, into this market will help finding uh, the right price. And who are actually the investors that use your platform? Are there any particular people that you focus on or can anybody become an investor uh, on Dara, anybody can register become first a user and later an investor so uh, anybody based in switzerland or or over the world uh, we, we have of course some some restrictions mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately we, we we have to take uh, things into account uh, about uh, restricted countries and things like that. But uh, in general, er anybody can register on Dora and it can be private persons. It can also be legal entities who register on Dora and uh, decide to take uh, shares and in invest in Swiss companies. Fantastic. And you also mentioned over and over again the blockchain, mm -hmm. the underlying technology behind Daura. And I wonder, why is the blockchain technology the right fit for you? Why is it important that you actually use the blockchain and not just your own self-built software without any additional technology behind it? Yeah. Um, 
Well, the, the, the blockchain is a game changer for the whole space. So why, why is this so? Um, maybe I need to explain the, the whole life cycle and, and value chain. So if you look at the value chain and take out just small parts of it, mm -hmm. these small parts are no real blockchain use cases. So doing a capital increase, you can do this in a very classical, very efficient way. Organizing a secondary market, uh, an exchange, uh, there are very, very efficient ways to do it in, in a classical way. You wouldn't need a blockchain for this. Uh, sending shares from bank A to bank C, again, you wouldn't need a blockchain for this. Mm -hmm. But if you look in, at the whole whole uh, life cycle of a share and the value chain, it's about interoperability of digital assets. And that's the strength of a blockchain. You can, with, with one click of a mouse, transfer uh, shares from person A to person B, They wouldn't need to have a bank account for this. And also the share register is updated nearly in real time. It's transparent for everyone. So, so give, I give you an example on what, what we did with, with Berner Kantonalbank. Um, one of our first clients that got listed on, on the SMEX, the secondary market of Berner Kantonalbank, when you trade shares there, you will be updated in the share register of the companies about 10 minutes after you've bought these shares, which in, in the classical way is, is no way to make this happen. Mm -hmm. It sometimes takes days or weeks when we talk about non-listed smaller Swiss companies and sometimes even the deals fail because the, the, you will never be uh, entered into the share register right. and now 10 minutes after the trade on on smacks at Berner Kantonalbank you'll be updated in the share register and and at the same day uh, this company handles it this way you will receive an email from the CEO uh, welcoming you as shareholder sending you some strategic documents about the companies you, you about the company and you can even be part of a shareholder assembly just minutes after you have bought this share because everything is connected and interoperable and transparent and all the parties acting with these digital shares have a common platform which doesn't exist in, in, in the classical way. This is really mind-blowing already, I would say. At the same time, trying to you know work on that whole life cycle as you just described it, That is, of course, also way more challenging than just doing one piece in a very good way. So let's also talk about some challenges that you faced until now. The very first one, you already mentioned that you have these big players as shareholders. So this actually builds trust. And I can imagine despite having them trust, but also a lot of education is still necessary to actually, you know, get rolling, get companies on board, but also get investors on board. So How do you do that? And also, how do we avoid potential scams? Because especially in the crypto space, there are also a lot of scams. People read about them, then they are scared and don't trust anything new. So how do we solve this trust and education issue? Well, let's start with the education thing. So just what I'm doing here, talking to you, right. is, is part, part of my educational job. And I always say I'm... 
uh, 75% preacher man and 25% businessman. <laughs> so uh, it's I we, we do a lot of education, going to universities, talking uh, with uh, financial market authorities, uh, talking with companies who are interested but don't understand yet, talking to critical shareholders, things like that, talking to banks. So that's that's most of a part of, of my job is, is this educational part. And, and the trust part, of course, we don't want to have scams on our platform. Mm -hmm. So we, we don't give any guarantee, of course, we, we can't, but we, we, there are some, uh, some uh, points and a kind of information that our companies need to provide to us and to our shareholders Uh, for example, before they can do a public offering on our platform. But of course, we, we don't guarantee that we have checked everything. Of course. And it's always the responsibility of the investors. What we do, we try to make it as easy as possible for the investor to get the information he needs and to find out. But at the end of the day, it's always uh, a high-risk investment, even, even if... Uh, if uh, and uh, I don't assume there is any scam on our platform, but even if it's not, it's always a risky investment to to invest in small Swiss companies. It could be a very good investment, but they can also fail, of course. It's very simple, right? High reward, high risk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And to actually set that up, especially also the whole you know trading and secondary market part, I can imagine you also had to face and solve a lot of regulation issues. Was that a big topic that kept you up at night? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, regulation is, is a very big topic. There's no day where we don't discuss if there are some regulatory uh, things that we need to think about and that we have maybe have forgotten and maybe we, we have to check. So good, good thing is these things don't keep me up tonight because one thing I've learned being an entrepreneur and, and startup founder, you have to sleep very good to be uh, productive on the day. So I, uh, these things don't keep me up. But of course, we, we always think how to shape our business model in a very good way. Because one way could be we run for some kind of license with the financial market authorities in Switzerland. And we, our way is we don't. And, and we have decided that we don't want to be regulated in some way, mm -hmm. which doesn't mean the, you can't trust us. But we, we shape our business model in a way where whenever there is some regulatory service involved. We try to find partners who do it. Banks, exchanges, uh, custodian partners, uh, things like that. So, and, and this is quite, quite an interesting way to do it. And it's also challenging to shape your business model exact the way that you don't touch these Uh, business models that would re require to be regulated. Uh, however, we work very, very deeply with this regulated partners to find exact the right way to do it. That's actually a very smart approach, right? You basically gather the right partners that have their own space around your technology to yeah. make it work. You mentioned the business model. I'm very curious, how do you make money? How does your business model work? 
Uh, it, it's quite an, an easy business model. You, you, you already mentioned there were two parties on our platform. It's the companies that issue their shares mm -hmm. and it's the users and investors who are shareholders of, of these companies and can invest in these companies. So for the, for the users and shareholders, it's completely free to use the platform. And the issuing companies, they pay for uh, a yearly fee for their share register. If they run a capital increase, it's a fee. If they do a general assembly, they, they have to pay a fee for this. So, so this is our, our business model that the companies who use this printing machine for digital shares pay for the printing and pay for the administration and pay for using our legal framework. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, still, it's it's quite. I don't know how how much money you have paid when when you founded your company and printed your share. Probably too much. <laughs> yeah, I assume, and it's uh, it's much less than this. I can tell you. Yeah, I, I remember when they were suggesting this expensive paper. We then didn't go for it in the okay. end because we said we want to keep it simple. But I think it was like 20 francs per share per paper. I mean, okay. that's just mind-boggling to pay 20 bucks as a startup to print one piece of paper. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and, and that's, that's the beauty of digitization and blockchain and innovation. You bring down these transaction costs. So yeah. uh, for, for the service and our blockchain platform, it doesn't care if it prints one share or one billion shares. Right. So this makes it much more efficient and brings also new, new ways to, to use shares. So you, you see, we, we have seen companies that uh, issuing shares and distribute them to their employees, which is not a new thing to do. Mm -hmm. But now you can do it not just for, for the management, but for the whole company, because it's, it's, there's no price tag behind it or very, very low price tag to distribute shares to young high potentials that you want to keep in your company and right. giving them uh, shares each month with, with, with the paycheck, they also get some shares. We, we see this happening and this would not be able uh, in, in a classic way because the handling is much too complicated for, yeah. for this. And uh, this way it's very easy. And thinking further and going next step, why just your employees? Why not your clients? So mm -hmm. printing printing QR codes on your products, which allows clients to claim a small part of your company when they buy your product. This is a very, very interesting approach to, in, uh, to, to get your clients involved and, and um, making their representatives of your company. I think this is really, you know, re-emphasizes what we discussed before. Once you have your shares digitized, there are so many new possibilities and options to actually use that as a huge advantage for your own company. So I think there's probably even much, much more to come in the future uh, from, from that part. One thing that I also wondered about, you mentioned the volume, so it doesn't matter if you print one or a billion shares. I was wondering, does that make any difference from your business model or ask differently, are you more focusing on a subscription basis? So the classic software as a service, so to speak, or do you also have like transaction fees to ensure that you as Dara also have an upside if there's like a very big fish on your platform? It's a mix. Of course, we, we have the subscription fees. 
uh, that that uh, have uh, s- some fixed income for for Dara, and of course there are these transactional fees uh, that that give this uh, this upside and uplift, but. Uh, it's it's still much lower than compared to to traditional business yeah. and uh, of course uh, these transactional fees are if you're running a general assembly so right of yeah. course this is something you you can book as an extra service on our platform it's quite quite easily done with several mouse clicks because all the information is there you can mm-hmm. start the workflow from inviting your shareholders to giving them access online to voting, to sending them the protocol that's stored also on the blockchain after the assembly has closed. So uh, the whole workflow is, is again, uh, quite easily done and uh, it's it's not very expensive to do this. Uh, capital increases, there are several ways to do it on our platform and of course these are one of the transactional based fees that we gather here. Got it. The last challenge I want to talk about is sort of the adverse selection problem. So, of course, you also need to you know, acquire companies to be listed or to actually use your platform and then be open for investors. Usually, you know, the very good cases, they are oversubscribed. They have so much inbound interest that they might not think of using any other service or, or support. While then the companies that have issues getting funded, they might try every option available so how do you make sure that you don't end up with the companies that you know, don't get funded elsewhere and are probably not good companies, but actually also have a foot in the door with the, with the hot, with the promising companies? That's a very good question. So uh, it, it has several, several levels to, to answer it. So sure. first of all, we, we try to get, of course, access and identify, we, we call it the Lighthouse Projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that are very very interesting for many people, uh, and uh, um, try to get them on our platform. And I think we we already succeeded with with a handful of these companies like Hockey Club Ambri Piotta. We are quite successful in identifying lighthouse projects, bringing them on our platform and making them available. Mm-hmm. But of course, we see even if they come on our platform, they still need to decide to run a capital increase in a public way so that every of our now nearly 4,000 users can access this or do it in a private placement way. And we we see that uh, the, the interesting cases do it on our platform, but as a private placement. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they use our platform in, in the way to do it very efficient with investors from all over the world, uh, paperless digitally. So this is, this is a good thing to see because we understand and see uh, that, that companies like this service and use this service. Mm-hmm. But of course, we would be happy to see more of these companies going really in, in, a, in a crowdfunding style on our platform. And we are, we are working on it to achieve it. Fantastic. And you already mentioned the almost 4,000 users. You also have 55 companies on your platform and raised more than 17 million Swiss francs. So, of course, we also wonder what's next in your pipeline. What, are, what is your focus for the next few months? 
Oh, we, we, you know, we, we've got a lot of new, new features. It's about once a week that we deploy a, a new release. So it's, we've got several hundred features in the pipeline coming in, in the next 24 months. So just focusing on the big ones, uh, I, I think we will more and more intensify the work with secondary markets, exchanges, banks, custodian partners. Mm -hmm. So this is one, one of the big features that we are preparing. Also doing uh, capital increases or security token offerings where people can pay with cryptocurrencies. Yeah. This is something that we are looking at because we, we have learned many people in, in the space have invested in, in cryptocurrencies and now looking in, in ways to, to di diversify their investments and they are very interested in Swiss investing in Swiss companies. So we will provide a way for them to use their Bitcoins either or whatever they have to invest in, in Swiss companies. This is a regulatory, very interesting way and to do it. And we will do it 100% regulatory compliant way. But this is a very interesting feature. And of course, we we have now talked a lot about shares and equity instruments. Mm -hmm. We will also look into debt instruments so that uh, any kind of, of in, uh, finance requirements uh, Swiss c company faces, they can use Daura to, to get it done. So there's a lot in the pipeline. I, I know you won't be bored in the future. There's a no. lot to come. No, and no. I have to say, you know, the, the secondary market that you're tackling there, I think that is such an important thing for the whole ecosystem. Because if you look to the US, it's very normal that founders along the journey also get some liquidity back to not have to stress out about how to pay rent or how to pay their mortgage. And if you make that available and possible, it is so, so important that we can actually build much bigger companies here and don't get lured into an early exit, but actually continue the journey by having that liquidity through a secondary market. So that's fantastic news. Yeah, yeah, that's of course, uh, that this is why Daura has been founded uh, on day one to bring liquidity and make, make it easy, accessible for Swiss companies, this new way of financing or new way, at least for, for Swiss companies. You mentioned the United States, it's quite different there. And yeah, that's what, what we are looking for, of course. And uh, what helps is this access and interfaces to the secondary market. Mm -hmm. But what also helps is the regulatory framework we've got here in Switzerland, the, the law the, uh, that we have here in Switzerland. We talk a lot to, to companies who want to come to Switzerland and, and found their new subsidiaries or startups or investors. They want to come to Switzerland and do it exactly this way uh, Daura provides it mm -hmm. uh, because they see the regulatory framework here, which uh, in, in some parts of the world doesn't exist. So a very exciting future ahead of you and Daura, I would say. Before we wrap up today's episode, I'm also very curious to ask you about your personal resources and gadgets recommendations. Is there anything that you can share with our listeners in that regard? 
Yeah, of course. Um, so, so my personal resources. I I do a lot of of reading. Uh, I, I I like reading very much. And for example, uh, Yuval Harari, a brief history of mankind. I can recommend this book uh, very very much. But also thinking about the, the future and and now we see the world changing very very fast in in many perspectives. Mm. The new Ray Dalio book, Principles of a Changing World Order. Uh, I also can recommend this, and uh, yeah, of course, I'm I'm uh, a very visionary people, and like a lot, of course, of science fiction. So, I, as being a teenager, I I loved reading Jules Verne, and from from the Earth to the Moon is is a book I I can recommend because it it brings some new ideas back. In uh, when Jules Verne wrote it, of course, he had a completely different way to look at at the moon and the earth and technology, and that's very very interesting to see how he approached in his fantasy the, this way to do this. Fantastic. And talking about gadgets, uh, and and now uh, again uh, space and moon. Uh, I, <laughs> I I've got an astronomical telescope in my garden, and and I love to to look into the space and and see what's out there. That's so cool. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> I think nobody ever recommended that. So that's a beautiful <laughs> gadget to recommend. Yeah, absolutely. So the very last part for you today are some rapid fire questions. So I either give you options to choose from or a simple question and you have to answer in one sentence. Okay. Let's do it. Regret making an investment or regret not making it? Never regret anything about the past, but learn about your mistakes. <laughs> I like that. Investor or founder? Founder. Easy choice for you. Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time that you actually changed your mind on something? On daily base. <laughs> <laughs> and when was the last time you were pleasantly surprised? Uh, end of last year when Berner Cantonal Bank decided to take a stake in, in Daura and, and they were very, very much convinced and, and uh, very happy to do it. I liked it. I didn't expect a Cantonal Bank to do this and I was very happy. Very nice. That's a, certainly a very nice surprise. Yeah. And the last one for you today, Zurich or Graubünden? Graubünden, and uh, you you know I live in, in, in Trin near Flimslags, and Graubünden and Lago Maggiore. This is where, again, some kind of resources, for mentally resources for me to, to come down and, and open my mind and uh, find new ideas. Certainly two happy places. Yeah. Peter, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure talking to you and learning more about what you actually do at Daura and lots of success and all the best for the future. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, you can support us by rating our show on Apple Podcasts. This way, we can reach an ever-growing number of aspiring entrepreneurs.